Welcome to the Whiskey Congress. Honest, open talk dedicated to speaking the truth to those who are open to hearing it. Black, white, right, left. Most importantly, honest, bold, and fueled by good whiskey. In Whiskey Veritas, we are Whiskey Congress. Join the evolution. Whiskey Congress is back in session. Stephen and I are together in the Cleveland studio. Things are going well from my end. How you doing, man? Uh, doing good. Doing good. We got a lot, a uh, lot on the board today. We do. Um, we do. So we can starting with. I hate the idea that we're talking about the weather. When you're dealing with a weather event like this, you can't not talk about it. So Hurricane Ian is. I didn't look today. This is Friday. Yeah, it's pushing up towards South Carolina uh, today. Um, uh, Friday, uh, the thirtieth, and um, it hit parts of Florida pretty hard. Um, you know, my vacation spot, Marco Island. There was a lot of flooding there, but the way Marco Island is built, a lot of the houses are up. So most on of stilts? the not on stilts, but like the the properties, like the site is built up. Okay. And so, you know, and, and, and at an angle, so all the driveways, you you know, when you pull into a driveway you're down there, up, you're, you're going, going up uphill. Because they know it's coming. It's yeah, coming. so, I mean, it, you know, there's a lot of flooding, but it's mostly focused on the streets now. Other places in Florida did get hit really, really hard, um, you, you know, seeing water up to, you know, up to windows and people literally having to swim in their own homes. Um, so it's just, it's going to be a, it is a devastating and catastrophic storm. Um, that is leaving a lot of uh, uh, of just carnage in its wake, um, and you know, fortunately, we've had to put uh, some politics aside here. DeSantis and Biden have had to, you know, have to work together to figure sure. out how to get things back on track in Florida. Um, the storm is not over. Um, you know, it's like I said, it's making its way up towards the Carolinas now. Um, you know, there's fear. Well, when, thing, when things hit landfall, they, when hurricanes hit landfall, they typically slow down. I think this is coming over land. Am I wrong? Well, I mean, yeah, but it's like... Oh, it's, it's still dumping tons of rain and there's... Well, I'm not, I'm not, yeah, but I mean, it's a Category 5 hitting land. So even okay. when it hits land, it's coming down to a 4 or 3, which is still uh, devastating. My, 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 my <laughs> ignorance is I flew home last night, so yesterday was a blur yeah. to me. Uh, my flight was smooth. <laughs> Uh, well, good, well, good for, for you. you, right? Um, yeah, I mean, it's just like yes. When when hurricanes hit land, they do slow down. Now, mind you, neither of us are meteorologists, but this is you know basic stuff. But it's still a hurricane that's coming in very hot, very heavy, uh, dumping lots of wind, lots and, of rain. Um, and, you know, I've got a friend down in uh, uh, Sarasota, um, okay. and you know he was showing. Uh, like he just he was doing like a Facebook live feed, stuff. yeah, of just the wind before the storm hit, and I mean it, it was it, I mean it had a palm tree bent sideways, right, and the storm wasn't even there yet, uh, so I can't even imagine what that what that thing was like when it when it really hit. Uh, so, you know, this is definitely in my, I know I've beaten this drum a hundred times, but if you have a storm of the century every year, it's not a storm of the century. It's our new reality. And you want to ignore climate change? That's on you. But it- I, and and look, I, I think there's there's a couple things with these hurricanes. Um, I think you know, yeah, we're gonna have hurricanes every year just because of weather patterns. Yeah, and, oh, and sure. We've seen that, and um, and I think part of the problem, as much as it is that, yes, obviously there's something going on with the environment, with the weather, where these things are getting stronger and it's shifting the time of which they're occurring. Um, but I, I don't think that like one of the big issues is, is that whether it's Florida or Cuba or Puerto Rico or whatever, a lot of this comes down to infrastructure and the way these places are built. Right. Like, you know, I mean, and that's it. You know, this that's, is where your career and my career collide because you're talking about how to avoid the situation or how to deal with the situation. I'm talking about not getting into the situation that frankly we're already in. Well, yeah, but I mean... Even, I mean, it, unless you're going to get everybody, unless everybody's going to stop driving their cars today oh, and stop doing that. doesn't matter. We're done. Right. But, I mean, so, okay. But looking at one of the big issues is why these storms are so devastating is that you have structures that are not resilient enough to handle the pounding that comes okay. with a hurricane, right? And with your places like Puerto Rico or Haiti or Cuba or whatever, 
You know, well, I'm I'm thinking more just dealing okay. with hurricanes locally, and and I know that they get typhoons, right. but I don't know as much as what happens. I know that they've been hit with some right. wild and I, shit. And I know that their building codes are shit. Yes, but but that exactly yeah, that, that right. I'm, I'm, and it's yeah. a combination of the building codes are shit if they have them, and a lot of times you're trying to get these structures up quickly, right? Because you've just had a storm that's wiped everything out. Right. You've got people that need to be housed and that pe- they need places sure. to go. So you build the best thing that you can you can build in the most efficient amount of time, and that's not always going to be what can actually be can 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 take something like this, right? That that sure. can that sure. that can sustain, you know, the pounding of a Category Five hurricane. Now, look, there's not a lot of structures that can, but you know, when you're when you're rebuilding a Puerto Rico that had to deal with Maria, and and I think that Puerto Rico might have been touched by this hurricane. I'm not sure. Um, or you're dealing with a with a South Miami, or you're dealing with a, a Tampa and things like that. You have to start to look at okay, how how are we? What can we do from a from a building and infrastructure standpoint to help better ourselves, uh, better prepare ourselves for when these storms hit? Now, Florida's done a lot of that with uh, you know just from my experience in roofing and some of the things that are are mandated and required with newer structures. Um, but there's still a lot of work to be done, and it's really more so per usual, um, you know, lower and middle class people that need the most help in these sort of situations, right? Because a lot of these $10 million mansions and these $2 million homes are are built very well, right? They are built to withstand, uh, you know, these crazy winds and all this rain, and you're not, like, you, you know, you go to Marco Island or you go to Naples or you go to some of these wealthier places, and most of those homes are in pretty good shape. Now, the flooding, you can't do a ton about, but there's also some questions to be asked, like, well, can you, right? Are there better ways to handle, uh, you know, like extreme storm water and and these situations that could help reduce flooding at a faster rate than what's happening now? I And again, that's not necessarily my world, but I mean, I think those are questions that have to be, have to start to get answered because I know that they're being asked. And the bigger issue is people who live in those places often have other residences yeah so if they have to you know go back to their penthouse in new york i'm sorry your property is damaged whatever i mean but people whose lives are literally displaced and that's one thing that really always pisses me off is when you hear people in in yours and my economic class say things like well why didn't everyone just leave they some people don't have the means to just pack up leave and find another place i mean I'm going way back to Katrina now. And I saw so many people saying, like, why didn't everyone just leave? Well, you know, they First of all, in... one, could they afford to do it? And two, where, go where? Exactly. Go where? Exactly. And they, right? I mean, and it's they, just like they... people love to throw that out there. It's just like, all right, so how about this? How about I come to your house, right, at gunpoint and tell you, all right, get out, just go, right? And you need to go, you got to get at least 100 miles away from here. Right, and you got a very short amount of time to get the the things that you need. You don't know when you'll come back. You just go, right? right. You know, I mean, like, and, and, and for someone in your or my situation, we can do it. Thing. Yeah, but if you've got no money, minimal vehicle right. availability, like just and, and nowhere to go, you don't have a right. You know, the like closest a, relative a, a, is you know states away on the other side right. of the country. Right. Or maybe you don't have anybody. Like there's. Just, you know, the, the lack of there's, there's a bunch of things that bother me in situations like this. When, whenever this is a total right wing thing, and if you push back, I'm I'm game. But whenever you know it's this is God's punishment for oh, gay this. Dumb, well, I know you're not, but it happens all the fucking yeah, time. It drives me crazy. You know, tornadoes hit Oklahoma, uh, and left wingers don't go. This is your punishment from God for being an asshole as a state, which Oklahoma is an asshole as a state. But that's not why that happens. When this happens in New Orleans, when it happens in San Francisco, yeah. and that shit gets yeah, pushed but, out there, I, I mean, lose my fucking mind. Sorry. Yeah, but, you, but I I don't because I can't, like, listen, the people saying that are, like, it's rarely anyone that I give a shit about. Oh, agree. Right? Like, I mean, as crazy as Ted Cruz is, you're not hearing him say, oh, that's the punishment for... I don't think he did know, that. You know what I'm saying? And, <laughs> no, he said, but, but that's because he was on his way to... His, well, because <laughs> he was on his way to fucking Cabo, Cabo or wherever yeah, he was going. Thank you, it was Cabo. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> and he's having a chance to bring that up. They're bringing it up. But when it comes to... You know, when it comes to people who say extreme stupid shit like that, I think you you yourself do more harm than anything by by, one, getting upset about it, and two promoting it 
right? Because, mm-hmm. it, you know, like you bring it up and it's, oh, these people said that. Like, that's kind of their whole point in saying it, right? Again, we live in an age of fucking trolls, right? Like, it, it's like, you know, everyone from the age like 40 and between 40 and 60, that entire age bracket is mostly made up of trolls, right? Like, that is literally the existence of that age I mean, bracket, you, which, you both in it, which so. is fine. It's true, though. Right? I mean, it's the same age bracket that has given us South Park. It's the same <laughs> age bracket that has given us Shock Jock Radio. Right? Like, yeah. it is literally just a bunch of fucking trolls. And so we have people who have literally trolled people to the point where they believe the own bullshit that they put out there. Right? And then you get the, you know, I mean, people get worked up about it. It's like at some point, like, okay, that guy said that. It's utter, utterly and absolutely ridiculous. And while. Yes, is there some damage that could come? No. Like you I, gotta, want, I want accountability for it. When you say nonsense like that, I want that Look, in, in five years ago, six, seven years ago, wanting accountability for that, totally valid. Um, but now with, with where we are from a political standpoint and what we haven't seen accountability for, I don't give a damn about that guy. I got a guy who tried to take over the fucking country, right, who lost an election, who brought in you know, who, who brought in the fucking militia groups to, to overrun the election at the Capitol, and I'm not seeing much accountability for him, so I'm sorry I don't give a fuck about the guy but, but calling to me, to, to me, to hurricanes uh, God's Joe, justice. Hurricane Joe. Um, but to me, you, you back off on the line that I'm talking about, which, again, you're right, it happened years ago. Years ago, when Katrina happened and idiots got out there saying, this is God's punishment because there's so much gayness in, North, in New Orleans... The fact that we didn't push back then enables this shit, in my opinion. I, but people did push back, Jim. Plenty of people no, no, bastardized yeah, yeah. that person or those people for saying that. Plenty of people pushed back. I'm sure you pushed back when you heard it. I did. It was, there were people in the media who said this is utterly ridiculous. But there's only so much energy you can put into that, right? It doesn't, like, people are going to say ignorant and stupid things all the time. You are correct. Most of the time, it is literally just to get a reaction. Right, it that that's literally, and at some point, like you just gotta weigh it and say, is this worth my energy? Like you call it out like the first time, but like, and, and here's the other thing, I don't think anyone is even saying that right now. No, well, no, because it's Florida. Right. I mean, like, what do you do with? I mean, there's not gay oh, shit happening there, in Florida. Well, there's plenty of gay shit happening in Florida. There's also plenty of rich shit, rich white shit happening in Florida. I mean, there's a there's, lot of cocaine happening in Florida. But we don't talk about that, Stephen. Come on now, you don't. <laughs> um, I, I'm just saying. I mean, I, and I guess my point here is that it is not something that was even brought up. So I'm not sure why no, we're even I'm, referencing I'm, I'm, it. I'm now. referencing it because I because you can't let it go from ten no, years well, ago. Whatever, but because because when stuff gets said and doesn't get called out, but it, it did does... get called out. It did. You know, it did. It did get called out. Right, it got did, called. Did, it any plenty, the, did any of the people who said that nonsense suffer get dragged out? No, they didn't. They, uh, did they, they didn't lose any listenership. Did they? I, mean, I don't like, know. I, I, I mean, but okay. There's only so much you can do, right? Because, like, what you are wanting is you. I want accountability. Okay, but nonsense. what does that mean, right? Because what you're saying, what you sound like you're saying, is that you want something to happen to these people outside of people just saying, "All right, you're an idiot." Right, like someone says something if, if, stupid. If, if, that's, if that something is, you lose listenership, you lose credibility, or you know what? I think what I really want is okay. Here's the deal. Who said it? Come on. It well, was, that's it important. Mostly, if it it's, mostly, if it's, it was, if it's, it was mostly Christian. You're good, okay, so you're creatures. about to throw out a generalization, yes. I, but you can't specifically say who said it. But I could find it if I wanted to. Okay, go find it then, because here's the deal. You want accountability. How can okay. you sit there and call well, accountability for someone that you can't even specifically identify? I want accountability from a group towards a group. I want to get rid of the bullshit notion. How does that, that happen? What do you I mean? Want, hold on. I want to get rid of the bullshit notion that when, when the right Christian whatever says those things, there is not a left-wing equivalent in the other direction. There's no one saying God is punishing Florida for electing Ron DeSantis. Okay. So, there, so that, that so doesn't because, exist. Because, what's that? That doesn't exist. So, right. Well, I'm, you're saying exactly, it should. Saying, no, I'm saying don't put left and right on the same plane. No one did. I didn't. People, no, you haven't. Well, you. Well, something you have actually. There, there are there because there are times 
where the left or Democrats do shit that's just as villainous as the right. I agree. All right, there are very specific times that they do that they need to be they need to be called out on. And I'm fine. All right, I just don't want it to be an exact tit for tat. It's not. But it's okay. Fine, it's not an exact tit. tit, 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 It's not same. It's not the same tits. All right, we agree it's not the same tits. But what I'm saying is on on this this specific thing. Yes. All right, about whoever said that this is punishment for whatever. Um, like that, that's a statement that in who know it might've been just made by some fucking random person that got interviewed down at KTLA, Louisiana, right. That got blasted out in the media and okay. Yeah. So, so what you want? So, so you want accountability from Jim, Bob, Joe, Bob down in New Orleans who said it, right? Like no, some guy no, who doesn't no, have no, an account. No, I want acknowledgement that. Acknowledgement of, not, like what do you want is, to happen? That, uh, How, let me, let like, finish no, 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 no. Because what you haven't done is defined accountability because if it came from just a random citizen that got promoted out over the media, there's like, and this person said this, right? And then people did whatever they wanted to with it. Then what are you, because you're getting right. into, and the whole point I'm trying to make, and I'm trying to get you to see is you're, you're flirting around with first amendment rights. Okay, interesting. I'm not doing. I'm not you can't, well, because you're not because you're not defining how what accountability means for a statement being made. Accountability might be the wrong term. Then, in fact, it is the wrong term. I want acknowledgement, and I want people to be fucking logical enough to say that whenever someone tries to say, "Well, this happened because God frowned upon behavior X," and it's right wingers saying it because of blah blah blah, when it's tornadoes in Oklahoma or flooding in Iowa or whatever, that there's no left-wing equivalent. So so often it's the left, is wrong, the left and right are equal in their blaming and judging. I don't think that's le- even close to accurate. Yeah, but you're creating a scenario that actually doesn't exist. Oh, I'm not. You are? Okay. Somebody on the right said that hurricane whatever was punishment to this place because they got a lot of weird gay shit happening. Yes. Right? Yes. No one on the left has ever said that Oklahoma or Texas getting hit with bad weather is punishment for X. Correct. And no one is saying that they have and that they're both equally bad for doing no, these types of things. No, but people all the time say it's. It, it, people all the time say this. And, you know, this about the right and their. But the, okay, but, that's fine. So, but it doesn't apply here. It doesn't apply here in this specific in this specific exact, set of facts. All right, exactly. It doesn't. That's that's kind of where I'm going. I don't understand right. why we're even we're, talking right, about. All this. right, we're moving on. It was something yeah. that was said ten years ago, and it wasn't said about the conter- anything happen, that's. It ha- happens all the fucking time, though. No, it and, doesn't. And, it right, happened right, one right. time, and it's sticking no, in your it, head. All right, but that's the but you what you're doing is actually the dangerous thing, Jim. That's the part that I'm trying to get you to see. You are taking one incident. And then you are okay, applying it, is it across not one, though. It uh, is you don't like you can't name a specific person, a specific time. You like I can name events, and I can name how it got called out. You can name Katrina. you can it name was... Katrina, and you can say I remember hearing this. You don't remember where you heard it. You don't remember who said it, right? Like you don't remember the context, any way, right, shape, but, or but, form, right, other than those know, things. But you know that it was said. Yes, you heard it too. I, like well, first of all, you've been harping on it for the last I don't know ten years, right? So I mean that's a big part of it, but I mean do it, I do I actually remember this being said? I and I'm not saying no. See again, you're taking one incident and you're saying that it happens all the time. And now look, there I guarantee you, there is probably some old black lady out there saying that very thing. Mm-hmm. That's what they get. All that sinning they doing down there. That's that's their damn problem. Would you like me to do an appreciation? Right. <laughs> I'm pr- I, I'm sure you're in that particular instance. I'm sure there are plenty of old Southern women, black and yeah, white, condemning whenever, whenever the sinners. Black woman, it doesn't go well. Uh, condemning the sinners of these places. All right. Yeah, that happens, and I'm sure someone has pulled it, pulled the audio of some, one of those people being interviewed and throwing it out there. Right. But the idea that that is that needs to be any sort of focus. Right on that obscure statement, I think is 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 wrong, right? Like, I mean, with with what we have going on right now, because th- th- there's other implications right. with the hurricane today, with right. Hurricane Ian, stemming around politics, and that's Ron DeSantis himself. Now, you wanted to bring about like, well, oh, Ron DeSantis and Joe Biden have to play nice together. I, yeah. Like, I'm okay. I'm not. No one is getting. I'm. I refuse to allow anyone to get patted on the back. For doing their fucking job, I, I, I agree with that. I, but, at least not, they, but at least they are. No, no, no. This is this is the fucking bar, 
All right, and it's a goddamn low one. This is the bar. This is your job, Joe Biden. I don't give a damn what you think about Ron DeSantis. It's your job. You are the president of the United States, not the president of the places that I like. So this is your job. But, but, but he's not. Okay, right. okay, but it's his job, yes, and that is yes. it. I'm not patting him on the back for I'm not shit. Patting him on the back and either. I'm not patting Ron DeSantis on the back for shit. Agreed. This is your job. Agreed. That is it. 100%. That's all I'm saying. They're doing their job. Moving on. There's no there's no discussion to be had about it. Trump is the one who decided he didn't want to be the president for everybody. Trump is the one who wanted fealty and loyalty and and would try to go out and hurt people who said anything that he didn't like. Trump is a one-off and that goes to show you how much uh, how uh, where he was not a leader in any way shape and form. I tell people all the time I'm like you love Trump so much, right? And you want to play dumb, but would you really go work for him? Would you really want to work for Donald Trump? Huh? Would you want to do business with him? Would you want to partner with him on a real estate deal? You as a lawyer who deals with real estate, <laughs> right? how would you As a lawyer, him? would you actually want to work for <laughs> no, him? No, I mean you as a lawyer. Oh, well, no. <laughs> Fuck no. I wouldn't touch him. I would not touch him. He could, right. prom- he could promise me $5 million, and I would tell him to go, f- go suck a dick. I would absolutely do it. And not, and not well, bad at night. And you know right. me. You know why? Because you know you wouldn't see that $5 million. I know that I wouldn't no, see a fucking dime. If he handed you $5 million in cash... Might be different. If he handed me five million dollars in cash and had a couple people behind me, right, <laughs> that are armed to we'll, make we'll, sure we'll that he could, you know what I'm saying? I, I just but, but I, no, no, look, I agree with your bigger point that to say, oh, Joe Biden and Ron DeSantis, let's hug it out. You know, we're no, they don't deserve extra credit, but they didn't do what you just went went, went on about that they didn't say, well. Prove to me you like me, and you can have federal aid. And if if Biden had done that, I would be calling him out for being a piece of shit. Listen, the my thing, the reason why I'm not calling it out is that we wouldn't call it out with Obama, right? Obama just did, no. right? Well, like, I mean, well, you know what? Though, but, we kind of did when, when, well, when because, Hurricane Sandy hit the Chris Coast, Christie, Chris Christie, and, and but, Obama. But that was on Chris Christie because Obama just did his job, right? Chris Christie was the one who had been an asshole all the way up until that point, and then Chris Christie had to go on his knees and suck Obama's dick because of what happened with in New Jersey and in, in, in Hurricane Sandy. Right, right. Superstorm Sandy. Yeah, yeah there was whatever. a bunch of things going on. That was weird because I it, remember it was a hurricane. It was a hurricane, and there was a blizzard, and the yes. blizzard hit. It hit us hard here, and it was it was one of the more bizarre weeks of my life. Yeah. We like we like we. Lost power for. I was uh, I was in Mich- I was in Michigan on a project. Was, I missed the whole thing. Fucking nuts. But anyway, but in that point, it was Chris 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 Christie had to go basically on hands and knees to Obama. Obama was just like, all right, well, I'm gonna do what I'm supposed to do. Right. You know, hope everything works out for you. And a lot of people made a big deal about that, but that was because of Chris Christie's actions. Right. Obama right. just did his job. And then people went to Chris Christie and said, oh, look at what you got to kind of do now because you've been an asshole this whole time. And even then, I think my position is still the same, though. This is your job as the president of the United States. And, Governor, this is your job. Also, Governor, maybe next time, why don't you not be such a dick (laughs) to the guy who may have to bail you out in case there's an emergency? Right, like you, can, I have no issue being critical of the president, and the president shouldn't withhold aid because you've been critical of him. But I mean, you know, it, it makes a hell of a lot less of a spectacle if you haven't been an asshole the entire time, and you have to turn around for shit like this. You know, and, and you're kind of re-highlighting what lowering the bar looks like, because if the bar is this time the president didn't say, "Well, you weren't nice to me, so your people can suffer," you're right. That you, that shouldn't be rewarded. Right. But the fact that a previous administration, that was not the case, so now this feels no, like maybe I mean, return, return to normalcy. No, I mean, I think, I mean, I think you have to just look at the Trump administration for what it was. You have to look at Donald Trump for, for who he is. Um, but, and and, and you, you, you have to look at it through that vein. But I think also, you, at some point in time, you, you cannot continue to provide Donald Trump this level of infamy, right? I think that instead of going, see, look, Biden did it right. Trump, you suck. Look at all the things you did that suck. At some point in time, and and it's because of who Trump is, right? You just, it keeps him in the loop. It keeps him in the, it keeps, it keeps him on the forefront, right? Now, look, by 
not acknowledging that, does that diminish Trump enough to make him go away? No, but if you make that a pattern, right, where it's not constantly this comparison to Trump, but it's just in you in your forward looking and forward thinking and moving, then that's how you get away from him, right? And, and yeah, you, I mean you're yeah. not wrong, but <laughs> I, I think there's there's two sides of that coin, and one of them is saying this is what sh- you've seen bad. Now here's good, and whatever. I'm oversimplifying those right. words. Now listen. But, I'm, now I think there. If you, I'm going to make an argument for you, in that, you know, I'm not saying ignore Trump or his misdeeds and in the way his administration ran but i think between we've got congressional investigations we've got legal investigations we've got he you know he's being sued by the state of new york right there there is a, do, a historical documentation of who and what tr- trump is that's happening in real time in in and actually sure. probably better than just a historian going by and following Trump and sort of telling his story, like you actually have these official administrative proceedings that are going on that are like, whether you like the, f- the facts or not, or whether you like what's in them or not, they're there, right? Like the whole January 6th thing, the whole Russia investigation, the whole, uh, you know, the whole Ukraine investigation, the entire thing with, with, uh, um, uh, with what's, what's going on with him in New York and his real estate deals. That all paints a picture of this is who this guy was, and we should probably try to avoid bringing people like him into positions of power again, right? But at the same time, you know, and then at the same time, when, you know, a president does something, you don't compare it to Trump, right? You shouldn't compare it to Trump because Trump was this outlier that shouldn't have been there, right? So what you have to do is compare it to, you know, I would go back to Obama, to Bush, to Clinton, to Reagan and Carter and other Bush and all that other stuff. And then you kind of carve out this little thing, right? That is Trump and you skip over him because you want to burn him. That's the way you burn him, right? Fair, but also he's not out of the picture yet. No. And, And you've been the first one to say that he's running again. And if he runs again, he may well win. So that's why you can't. So we're actually going to skip and jump because I want to talk about that. Let's talk about that. Um, You know, I felt for a while that he was going to run again. And now I'm almost 99.9% sure that he's going to run again. And that's Donald Trump uh, because he started a new super PAC, right? And so he's already got a leadership PAC and it's the leadership PAC, uh, Save America, um, whatever. And chances are... You've, I know you've gotten emails from the Save America pack and all that crazy nonsense that they do. <laughs> that gets them wild. It always starts with Patriot. Don't you care about Yeah, me? exactly. I'm Patriot. So here's the thing that's interesting, right? So the way these packs work, like a leadership pack is something that it, it's essentially a political slush fund. And what it allows for is a political leader, body, person, group, whatever, to go out and raise money for essentially whatever they I need. I was just saying, whatever, that's a slush fund is called yeah, that for that's, a reason. Right. Whatever you want to do Whatever they it. need. Yep. Right? I mean, they could they could pay themselves a salary out of it. They could use it to promote other candidates. They could use it to, you know, travel around or to, to do whatever. But the one rule with leadership packs is that they cannot use the money from a leadership pack to promote themselves as a candidate. Oh, okay. Now... Here's the other thing with the super PAC. Trump, in one move, like in, in, the, in the leadership pack, Save America has got about $100 million in it, maybe more. Um, but Trump, in one move, could move the money from the leadership pack into the super PAC, and bam, now he's got his campaign money. And now, right. so now the rules go away. Right. Well, the, the, that the rules, rule goes away. that rule goes away, but then he, he runs into all these other rules, which is part of the reason why he is going to delay actually officially saying that he's running up until the last minute. And Biden did the same thing. Everybody was wondering, why is Biden taking so long on, on declaring that he's running for office, right? Well, he was over there just collecting money in a, in a leadership pack, right? And in most people close to him knew he was going to run, but he didn't make the announcement and he played it off like, I don't know, I got to figure it out. I don't know. You know, I just got out of the White House. What am I going to do? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And then boom, right? All of a sudden he runs and it's just like, oh, all of a sudden he runs and he's got $70 million, right? Well, that's because they transferred money from the leadership pack into the super pack, which then allowed him to use that money to do his campaign and everything else. Trump is doing the same thing here, 
right? He's got this leadership pack. Now, the funny thing is, is that the Save America leadership pack, he, they started that right after the 2020 election, okay? Uh-huh. And he said that that money was going to go to two things. It was going to go Should to... I guess building a wall. No. No, we'll get it all stopped. It was going to go to supporting the Senate candidates down in Georgia, and it was going to go to fighting uh, the the legal battle to get him uh, uh, to because the election was stolen. Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. Sure. So the total money spent on the the two Georgia candidates that were running for, the two GOP candidates that were running for Senate in Georgia from the leadership pack was zero dollars. <laughs> he didn't spend a single dollar, not one fucking dollar from the leadership pack. Because mind you, they have to, like, everything, even though the, the rules are loose, they still have to report every expenditure um, over $200, right? They didn't spend a single dollar for the Georgia Senate races in 2020 from the leadership pack. That raised, like, $50 million out of the gate, okay? Because people were so incensed because, you know, the election was stolen. Now... In terms of the money that was spent going towards his legal defense, uh, that the election was stolen and everything else, the amount of money they spent out of the leadership pack for that was also zero dollars. Oh, gee, Steve, where did that money go? Oh, Jim. Well, that's the money that he uses to fly around for these rallies. He pays for these rallies out of that, um, which he's not. He hasn't said that he's running for president, so technically it's not a campaign thing. It's just him going. Or if he goes to a state and says, oh, I'm helping someone else by, by me going there, it helps them. Um, and then obviously a lot of people get paid salaries out of this. Um, when you go through and look at it, like I mean, the expenditures are ridiculous, but they're allowable. Um, so he's literally just using it as exactly that, a slush fund. Um, but at any point in time, he could zap all the money out of there, transfer it over into the super PAC and bam, there you go. He's got a hundred plus million dollars to run a campaign to run for president. But my guess is you're going to see a surge as it leads up into these 22 midterm elections, um, of requests for donations. Um, and they're going to try to build up that war chest. They're probably going to push to try to get to $200 million. And I think between from now and October or, or from now until the elections, you're going to see a huge surge. And I guarantee you that number is going to go up exponentially um, over the, I would say, over the next six weeks um, the, or five weeks. Um, and and it may, in, in a month, you know, you may, you may see a $5 million bump. But then after that, you're going to probably see a continued push. No matter what the narrative is, right? No matter what happens with the GOP, Democrats, whoever wins, they've got a plan in place to push for additional money, and they're going to use that. And they're, I'm, I guarantee you, they're targeting anywhere from 150 to 200 million dollars. And when they hit that benchmark, that's when they're going to flip the switch. Trump is going to make his announcement that he's running for president, and that money is going to you're going to see a huge transfer of money out of this leadership it's pack. Earmarked for it, yeah, into the super PAC. All right, so let's stay on our somewhat deviated course and talk about the Oath Keepers. So a bunch of those guys are on trial for January 6th, which mm-hmm. we talked about a minute ago. And the question is, will they flip on Trump? And the... Oh, I, what, I'm, what, what, what you hear on MSNBC and CNN is they're going to flip. What you hear on Fox and OAN is the trials aren't happening, so I mean, there's no coverage that I've yeah. heard. And, I, and I, I'm not going to claim I'm 50-50. 90% of what I look, look on news about is stuff that pops up on my news feed on the internet and I'm watching a 6-10 to 10 minute clip, but I don't turn on Fox News or turn on CNN and watch for an hour unfettered. But um, I have not seen a single thing from Fox, OAN, or Newsmax about the January 6th trials. CNN can't get enough of it. MSNBC can't get enough of it, and they're saying that these guys are going to blame Trump for okay. their actions. All right. So first of all, I I can't tell you, I, and these guys don't know, right? I mean, here's the thing: you can't look at these trials and say, based on my experience, because there's not anyone on CNN or MSNBC. That's an attorney. With, with insurrection experience. Right. That has prosecuted or defended someone that has been charged with fucking sedition. Okay. Yeah. So, like, I don't really give a shit about their analysis because they don't know what they're talking about. Right. And it, from, from and, and listen, I'll, what I'll just tell you is 
this is a different animal than a lot of criminal trials, right? Because uh, the the political implications of this um, are are just very far reaching, and it's just something that it's it's a really unique sort of situation. So any lawyer that's sitting there predicting, like saying that they that they're predicting what's going to happen, is mm, I, I'm only going to put so much into that, right? Um, and Will these guys flip? I mean, I think that's a fantastic question. Um, but at this point, if they're, I mean, they're at trial now, yes, and they haven't flipped. So I, I think the answer is no. Well, if they were it, going, if they were going to, they would have done it before you got to this fucking point. I mean, because right now, you know, with the evidence that's uh, that's against them, um, you know, and and I can't say that I've seen it all, but I, you know, I've seen some breakdowns, and I, I mean, it doesn't look good for them. Uh, I think they're banking on having favorable judges, and I think Roger Stone probably sold these guys that, look, you're going to be fine because we installed the judges that are going to be presiding over your case. Um, I think that is really, really bad advice. Uh, you know, and we've we've seen that play out against the Trump administration and the Trump team and the MAGA team in a lot of different ways between the election and some of the stuff with January 6th and other stuff. So, I mean, I think if, if these Oath Keeper guys were going to flip on Trump and say something, uh, if, assuming they have something to say on Trump, right? I mean, I think we're, I think, and that's the other thing too. I, I think that we know Trump, uh, look, I've called him a buffoon, but the guy knows how to operate in this realm, right? I mean, he was, he was you know, he grew up around mob bosses and, and, and you know, he's got ties to the mob. And the one thing about him is that he puts a good amount of distance between himself and the shit. The Oath Keepers sure. are the shit. And I'm sure there's plenty of layers between the Oath Keepers and Trump. Now, will they, you know, could Roger Stone get thrown under a bus? Could uh, Steve? And by the way, stuff, Roger Stone's, I, I don't know if, I just recently heard some of the stuff he said. Oh. That came out. And he literally said... Exactly. Like, if we don't win, we just say, fuck you, we won. You're, you're using mob references. Yeah. It could not be more Goodfellas. Yeah. I mean, I mean, bad, even Steven, me. I mean, even Steve Bannon came out and said, like, this is the, the shit that they were saying. And Steve Bannon was like, Trump's nuts. He's crazy. But, you know, he was a useful idiot. Um, and so, again, so I don't think that the Oath Keepers turning on Trump is actually a question. Because uh, I think if they were going to do it, they would have done it. And I honestly don't think that turning on Trump is an option because I think Trump was insulated enough from them and probably his White House as well. Um, if anything, it'll be a low-level staffer or someone that we don't know of that maybe gets sucked up into this. But I think that these guys are pretty much on their own at this point. Um, and I, I'm more curious about the, the cultural implica implications of that. Like, if... The Oath Keepers turn on Trump and the people who think they're good patriotic Americans and they have to choose between the two, where will they no, go? I mean, I think... And, if, and, and you're right. They'll ignore it. But I think if the Oath Keepers were going to even turn... Like, so I thought you were talking about, will they turn on him to try to get themselves out of prison? You mean, will the Oath Keepers, Oath Keepers as an organization... <laughs> Freud. ...turn on Trump organizationally Trump, and, yeah. and, not, and not support him politically? Uh, no, I don't think they'll do that. I, I, I think because... Oh, I, 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 what I was trying to say was, will they turn on him in court and will there be repercussions of a political oh, nature? No, like, like I said, I think if they were going to turn on him in court, they would do it before you get to trial to, you know, take pressure off of whatever is going to happen to them from a punishment standpoint. They're not going to turn on him now in court legally as, as what... Like, you'll be lucky if these guys even testify. And if they do testify, I promise you... It is going to be a very John Voight esque in uh, that movie he was in with Will Smith, uh, Enemy of the State. Okay, Gene Hackman. I, Gene Hackman. Uh, uh, but uh, years. but John Voight is the one doing the, the speech to to kill time. Um, but it, I mean that's what this is going to be, right? Like these guys aren't going to say anything. I, I think that these guys are devoted enough to the cause where they see themselves as you know political Mart martyrs, political prisoners, martyrs. And that they're going to go down with the ship. And I, and again, like I said, even if they do flip, it's not going to be on Trump because Trump isn't going to be the one who had orchestrated this, right? Like he may, and what I mean is 
whoever did the bulk of the communicating to organize this and whatever wasn't Trump, right? Trump probably told someone, hey, go do this, and he said it to that person. He didn't write it down. He didn't put it in an email. He didn't put it in a text. He told someone to go do it, and then that person went and orchestrated this. So that may be the person that they flip on, but if they were going to flip on that person, they would have done it already. And, you know, as for, you know, so they go to jail, right? These guys go to jail. Well, then the, re the people, the Oath Keepers that are not in jail, will they flip on Trump? No. I think that they, again, will go to the, these guys are political prisoners. These guys are martyrs. Um, you know, Trump couldn't save them because the government was, you know, the, 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 the swamp, uh, progressive, liberal state, globalist, whatever, was against them. And the, the concern should be, because I think that's the direction that they're, they're going to go, that they're political prisoners and martyrs. And then the concern should be, is it, will, do the Oath Keepers and those that fall in line with them from a malicious standpoint decide that, well, that's our reason. Let's go get these guys out. You know, or, or, do they try or, something or, stupid? Or, or, Steve, looking way back to 1994, the bombing of the Oklahoma City building. Mm. Those were guys who were pissed off at the government over uh, Ruby Ridge, over uh, David Koresh and... and, and uh, yeah. And so and that's exactly are, that's, that, so that when we talk about when when we, we've talked about you know is a civil war coming? It's not going to be blue and gray. It's not going to be that. But are attacks like that against government entities going to become more common? Yeah, I, I mean, I, and, and we've I, got the dipshit really, that tried to break into the FBI building down in right, Cincinnati that right. got himself killed. Right. And you know, people. And what I try to warn people is like, look. You can, like, yeah, and I just called him a dipshit. But you look at these one-offs, right? <laughs> that's, you, that, that's a fair... Uh, I mean, but look, I mean, you look, the guy tried to go in the front door of the FBI building, and it was locked, you know, and he shows literally shows up in ta in, in, in tat gear, gear yeah. and a rifle, and then they're just like, we're not letting you in. So then, you know, he, he runs... He flees to Wilmington. He runs away to Wilmington. White supremacy central. Right. So he runs away into the Wilmington in the middle I, of the I, say, I can say that because I worked there. God, please stop cutting me off. So he, he, you know, like, so he goes out and get himself shot. So, and you look at January 6th and it was a bunch of just dumbasses, right? That had no yeah. plan, you know, maybe some zip ties and whatever, but it's, you know, it's meal team six or whatever. Right. And I keep saying like, look, yes, these are, these are really bad examples. Uh, you know, like if this is the best we have to offer in terms of, uh, of a revolt. Insurrection, yeah. Insurrection, then I think we're safe. But the reality is, is that there are. Like that's those those are low level pawns, right? Those are those are the idiots. There are much more dangerous people out there that if they really really wanted to, that they could cause a lot of damage in small groups. Sure. And so I'm essentially I mean, agreeing with you that yeah, we could really have a problem with some of these people that have actual military experience, that actually train on a regular basis, that actually have a sense and they have access to information that will allow them to be effective in taking on, you know, probably not the FBI building, but some other building or doing something as simple as leaving a giant truck bomb somewhere or something along those lines. And I think that's a real concern with this Oath Keepers trial, not only, you know, probably concern about safety right now during the trial, but especially if these guys are found guilty, they get sentenced to long prison terms, then is there some sort of a, 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 a repercussion or, or retaliation. retaliation from their people that are on the outside? And I think that is something that we really have to be concerned about. And, you know, this makes me tie right back to the uh, FBI seizure of documents in Mar-a-Lago. Now you've got a bunch of documents that were unsecured for whatever period of time and you've got a guy who has said let's go charge and i'm yes i'm saying trump let's go charge the the capital because you know i was wrongfully removed from office if that if we because we talked before about how you know if information about foreign nukes was out there well information about federal security would also be in that category. Yeah, I mean, and, like we, and again, that's uh, that's part of the reason why they're going through all these documents to figure out what what was there, right? I mean, and then like once you figure out what he had at Mar-a-Lago, you, then you have to do an assessment to figure out like, you know, did this pose what security risk does this pose? If someone yes. got a hold of this, then where where are we exposed? Um, and so yeah, that's absolutely a concern because if 
you know, if some of that information about domestic, you know, soft spots or whatever yeah. got back to the Oath Keepers and this goes south. Sorry. Um, yeah, there's, or, or this goes the way we think it does with the Oath Keepers going to jail, then that, that should, someone, yeah, like yeah, th- there's I mean, a that, real that's, concern. That's where this matters, right? I mean, people say, oh, it's just a matter of no. library cards. No, it's not. And I apologize for smacking my face. Um, and what's funny is, Remember when the whole thing with Mar-a-Lago started? I said, Jim, this is this is bad, and you gave me though not that big of a deal. Remember? I don't remember saying it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, you said, oh, uh, yeah, there I were. I'm even hesitant to jump on a. All right, go ahead. Go, go ahead. I'm just go, saying. Go, go, go ahead. I'm just Steve. saying. Go ahead. Listen, you just now made my argument for me that I was making. You know, weeks ago when this whole thing Are with Mar-a-Lago. Are you expecting a Happy Gilmore apology? You're no, 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 no. Okay. Mostly because I don't like Happy Gilmore. But okay. Um. <laughs> it's just yeah, so it's just you know we got to keep an eye on that trial to see but, what happens yeah, to them. The, the, the repercussions then, of that. All right, if I if I did dismiss that, I was wrong. Yes. I was wrong. You were right. You're smart. I'm not. You're very attractive. I'm not good looking. Happy Gilmore apology. I mean, it's fitting because <laughs> most of it's true. But um, so the the other right. thing I wanted to, I do want to circle back. Um, you know, we didn't talk about Ukraine, but Putin just today announced the annex- Russian annexation of the parts of Ukraine that Russia has control over. Um, and while that's not that big of a surprise, I don't think that there's anyone other than like maybe North Korea and uh, Eritrea are the only people that are aligned with Russia right now. So uh, no one's really putting any serious thought into what Putin is saying. Um, but Zelensky did push to get an expedited application into NATO to join and become a member of NATO, right. which I think is really interesting um, because if that is accepted and they become a part of NATO, well, now Russia, we war. You, now Russia, you are fucking with all of NATO. Um, and the question is, is this a good idea? Because then does that by default, then pull NATO, thus the U.S., into this Russian war. Um, And if it does, then what do we do? Do we continue kind of as we are and just supporting them through, you know, financially? Right, by proxy. Or do we actually go in and say, all right, let's just... Because, I mean, I think if you're just thinking surface level and you're not thinking deeper, then NATO goes in, right? U.S. troops, Polish troops, whoever... Russia's out of there right. in a week, yeah. right? Like, I mean, they can go and they push Russia right out. But then the question is, what are the larger repercussions that happens? What, what, what does Putin do at that point? You know, you've backed him into a corner. He's desperate. I mean, I, his, the luster on him for me is completely gone. Uh, from a strategist standpoint, like, I, I just think he's now a relatively, he's very dangerous Right. There's no like I'm not saying he's not a threat, but I we now realize he's no military mastermind um, or or any sort of genius. Like now he's just kind of a crazy person with a lot of power that's very unpredictable um, and has somewhat threatened to use nuclear weapons. And so we really have to think about how we will approach that, Um, you know, if if Ukraine becomes an actual member of NATO um, you know, do we help drive Russia out or do we kind of keep this status quo because we don't want it to blow up into a larger regional conflict? You know, that's a really challenging situation because, okay, let's say, let's say Ukraine becomes part of NATO and, I mean, the Ukrainians have already started regaining territory. That's why this annexation is happening, right? It's right. like, okay, we're calling keepsies on this. Right. I know I'm being silly with that no, expression, but, but no, yeah. No, 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 it's fine. Um, if... NATO gets involved. From from a military standpoint, I would have thought that's a basically a you know a, a 50-50 when this war started. Seeing what the Russian army has done since then, if you throw the US, England, yeah, Germany, that's what I'm like it's smoke, not a, I'm like a like yeah, a it's, cigar. it's not it's not 50-50 they're, at they're all. Not I mean, it's over. They're, they're right. They've lost their luster. You said you said those words right. minutes ago. Like they're, they're I mean, not, their, their and, weapon and, systems suck. And, their and, soldiers suck. They're not well trained. And, and their soldiers don't want to be in it. Right. You also don't like now. You're running out of actual soldiers. Right. You know. I mean, he just uh, you know, uh, Putin just said you know, pulled up three hundred random people, literally like all right, eighteen to thirty year old men, get in there, and they're just they like, went, yeah, we're and leaving. We're going to right. Like, Kazakhstan. Just, right. Fuck like, off. Just, like they started leaving left and right. So, I mean, I think from. 
looking at it from just that short-sightedness, um, I think, yes, you would push them out, and it, that the conflict in Ukraine is relatively over in but short order. Also, but to then, your point, what, you've, then got what man, you? you've got right. a madman with literally his finger on the button, and it's, it's impossible for someone like you or I to say, okay, where is my mortality and where is my, you know, global impact? You, know, you and I can't say... Like, where's my mort- your mortality versus your legacy? Thank you, that's what yep. I was looking for. And I don't think Putin gives a fuck about his legacy. And I think he's... Other than he wanted to restore the Russian Empire and it's not yeah, happening. Yeah, I think... But I mean, I think is he, he does... Is he willing to go out in a blaze of glory? Because I... That's yeah, terrifying. I, I, I just... And like I've said this a dozen times on the show, I don't, I don't want to get in his head and try to figure out... But, you know, because I think that takes you down a dark road... Uh, But I just, after this, like, look, there's nothing to lead me to believe that he's going to make the logical and... and, Humanitarian decision. Right. He's not going to do the right thing. Right. Right. Like, he... He throws people out of windows when they don't agree with him. Well, I mean, even besides that, like, I mean, you know... That is a a character flaw. Well, look, I mean, (laughs) you know, poisoning people with, with, you know, uranium or whatever with the injections and... You know, because that's what he did to that one guy. His L- political. Livinenko, yeah. Uh, well, no, this the uh, Nar Narlowski or okay. uh, anyway, so, which guy he poisoned? Right. Which one got thrown over the window? Exactly. Which one fell off a boat? Right. Like it's just it's all these people who know him just always <laughs> catch the daisies. They just die. <laughs> the you know. But um, you know, I don't trust him to do the right thing. Right. You know, I mean, because I'm, I'm, I'm not giving you a pat on the back, just like we're not giving a pat on the well, back. Like, but no, but what I'm saying is like, look, he, so he goes into this war. He thinks it's going to be a pushover. It's not. And instead of do, instead of pulling back and saying, all right, that, all right, I fucked up. Right. Trying to negotiate some form of a truce or something. He's not doing it. No, he's doubling right? down. He's doubling down. He's pushing back. So that tells me. That you push this guy all the way out of Ukraine, he's not gonna like bend the knee and say, "All right, you guys are right, I was wrong." One hundred percent. He is. He he will then be a, a a fucking wild dog in a corner that feels like he's got to fight his way out, and he's gonna use whatever weapons are at his disposal, and he's got nuclear weapons at his disposal. Yes. Okay. And, we're and, and, we're and, just we're just fucking horrified. Right. And so the and then so the question then becomes, UK, Ukraine joins NATO. Do you support them full, like full boots on the ground support, or do you continue what you're doing? Maybe you increase the you increase the weapons, you increase the support, you provide whatever you can from an intelligence standpoint, but you keep your soldiers off the ground because maybe that keeps Putin at bay, or maybe which the other thing is, maybe once they join NATO, then Putin feels that maybe he's the one who decides to be the aggressor. Right, because again, I can't. I I don't know. I I don't know. He doesn't seem as smart as we thought he was, right? He, so he may literally just sit there and say, "Oh, now you're a part of NATO. Well, now the war is with all of NATO, and now I'm going to try to push in to the north, and I'm going to try should, to push and go shoot, and shoot uh, a nuke into Warsaw, Poland. Shoot oh. a nuke into Berlin. Shoot a nuke or into- not even shoot a nuke, but then try to take the war on in different fronts, which I think is a really insane, terrible move, which guarantees uh, uh, defeat for him." Um, which I don't think that there's really, I don't think there's a way that he can win at this point. I agree. I, that's kind right. of where I was going before. Because even if he goes nuclear, like you're going to hit somebody, but you're going to get all sorts of, like you're going to ruin Russia forever if you do that, because you will have incoming nukes from everywhere. So the question is, does he care more about his time left on this planet or the world when he leaves it? And I'm very concerned I don't that the world think he gives a flying fuck about the, the world, world that he, that he exactly, leaves exactly I also exactly think that he believes that he's like going to be anointed like God's second son when he dies right so like we're not you're, dealing you're, you're, you are you are fueling my fears right like we're not dealing with a sane individual so I mean I think whatever I, I think that there's a lot of, of risk here Beyond just the fact that Ukraine and Russia are fighting, once Ukraine joins NATO, this this gets a lot messier, a I, lot messier. Yeah, I wish no matter I, what I, we I wish do, I disagree. no matter no matter what we do, whether we right. put boots on the and, ground and, or not, and, because and, it's up like so because let, of who we're dealing with. Let me say this, kind of like I've said on a bunch of other issues, you can't have acid, you can't use your whole it. ass either either whole ass or stay the ass out. Or, 
that made no sense. But um, <laughs> you, um, no, seriously though. Well, right? but I because guess the question you is, to do, where, oh, but, we'll send twenty thousand troops to the border. What fucking good is that doing? If if um, if, if, if uh, you go you, in, if you, you go, go in, all the way, yeah, in. you go all the way in, and then you, you and you have to end Putin and that regime. Yeah. And what takes over? I mean, we've got an you can't worry about that though. You yeah. just can't. All right, you can't influence it, but you, you have to worry right. about like, it. Like, well, you you can't influence it, and you can't not get rid of Putin because you're afraid of what might replace him. Because here's the thing: we know what Putin is, and we cannot have him in power anymore. Correct. He's got to go. And, but and you I've said been, this last week: what replaces him well, could be worse. Well, I mean, that's but that's a risk that you're going to have to take. And everybody, <laughs> everyone's got to sign in blood on the dotted line that. The replacement may be worse because yeah. the replacement may be worse because there's still Russian hardliners in there, USSR hardliners that are smarter than Putin, that have stayed out of the limelight, that have stayed out of the way, but they still see the USSR as they did in 1980. And so they want to get it back. And maybe they learn from Putin and they try some other very devious, sinister ways to bring it back. But at least then it buys us time. <laughs> Right, and at least then maybe we, like at least by taking Putin out, maybe we can avoid nuclear war for now. <laughs> right? well, you're you're like, not. I mean, like, what you said is not wrong, but it's still terrifying. Right, I mean, it's it's fucking awful, but I mean, I like you just can't let this guy continue. How, to... how, how much do you remember of the risk of nuclear war? Because I was in my teens, which means you were five. Yeah, I mean, when... I was young. I it wasn't. You know, Did you, you got the movie the the, the, the the morning after so the day after whatever. You, you also have to remember, okay? I was in Texas, so in Texas, they don't they even believe that Texas could get hit with a nuclear weapon, right? Like, I mean, that, I'm no, pretty sure that that, that, that they thought that you know Chuck Norris was going to ride off on a horse and catch the nuke before it hit Texas and throw it back at Russia, so, which he might have done. Like we, given I, the opportunity. I, listen. We did hurricane, or I'm sorry, we did tornado drills sure. in Texas. I actually saw a tornado and, and saw it form the funnel in the sky, and we had to go back inside. Um, I've never seen that. But, yeah, it's actually really no, cool. No, I actually went. It's to, cool. It's terrifying. I went to it, kindergarten it, in terrifying. Texas. We did bomb raid drills when I was in high school, or in kindergarten. Yeah, so we did, they, they didn't we do that. When I, when I was there, there was no fear of nuclear of a nuclear strike. It, I mean, the only thing we did, like, I, re I distinctly remember tornado drills, right? Everybody would which run. Which is very real. Right, which is, which is very real in Texas. Um, and at that, and some of that time I spent in, in Lubbock, Texas. So, you know, we'd run out of the classroom and go to the hallway and have to cover our heads. But that, and that made sense for a tornado, right? And I think that by then, by the time I was that age and dealing with that stuff, they're just like, what are you going to do? You know, bringing everything back to South Park. Remember when South Park did the uh, duck and cover for lava? Yes. Just, yes. Duck and cover and lava destroyed right. you. Right. right. Like, that does no good. I, I, I didn't want to go down this weird path of yours and mine kindergarten experiences in Texas because I was actually in Texas in, in kindergarten. Um, ten years got, before me, though. Ten years before you. And again, we, we did air raid drills. We did, um, um, you know, hide under your desk in case... The Germans try to bomb us. All right, we got to wrap this up, but we cannot go away without talking about this Pennsylvania judge situation. Yeah. So the whole cash for kids thing, where judges were literally sentencing kids to prison ter exorbitant prison terms in exchange for personal uh, gain. Thankfully, they're being, you know, called out and sued for hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, and so, they're in prison for a long time. Right. So, part, and, so I mean, like, and chances are these guys are going to file for bankruptcy and, and the families... And I don't care what the fuck them, they need to yeah. be in prison. Um, and they are. And, and you know, unfortunately, the, probably what I was going to say is that I, I don't know if these families will get what they'll get, how much it'll, it'll be paid out. Um, hopefully, there's some insurance company involved or something. I, I, I don't know. I don't either. I, I, I really I, I don't know. Um, but, it, you know, for those of you who don't remember in Pennsylvania, you had a judge who... Um, promoted the uh, um, destruction and demo the demolition of a, a county-run juvenile detention center, um, and f in favor of a privately one, uh, privately run institution that um, was then built and replaced this juvenile center. So then, what happened was, the judge that pushed for and approved the demolition of the county-run uh, juvenile detention center uh, received a kickback. 
And then he and another judge basically had these zero tolerance policies that, you know, basically young kids come through, then they go to jail, right? Like there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Like you come through on a charge, you're guilty, you go to jail. And essentially what that did was it kept the uh, uh, privately run juvenile detention center filled with kids, which means they kept getting government money, which means these judges kept getting, kept getting kickbacks. And so it, you know, all this comes to light and then it's just like, you've got to go back and look at all these different kids records. And I think they ended up wiping most of them um, because some of, in some of the cases were just egregious violations of justice. Um, you know, like kids just being thrown in, in jail literally for any sort of, you know, jaywalking, loitering, all sorts of nonsense. Um, and it's just a really disgusting thing. And obviously most of the kids that were targeted were minority children, black and Latino. Um, and, and it just, it did arguably irrevocable harm, um, in, in, in this area. Um, and yes, the judges are in jail. Um, you hope that somehow some of the families get some form of payment out of this. Um, you know, that's a crazy number, $200 million, but I just, I, I don't know how real, um, that number it, is it to be paid out. It probably doesn't touch the damage done. No, I mean, you it spread just, it out over. Uh, and, and, and you got to understand, I mean, like, so these kids, like, they have records. They, you know, they spent time in jail away from their families. Uh, and, 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 you know, conservatives will immediately go to, well, some of the kids weren't that good anyway, and some of them eventually would have been busted for something. Okay, yeah, maybe. Maybe. But maybe not. You know, like, who knows? Like, even, even if one of them could have been helped and avoided jail or whatever, not to mention that we know that there were kids who were innocent of crimes who just got snatched up off the street just because, um, you know, I, I just, I, I, you know, you can't, like, that's such a disgusting thing. And, you know, people want to talk about, oh, racism doesn't exist and there's no such thing as white privilege and blah, 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 blah. Well, you know, they weren't taking a whole lot of white kids and throwing them out in jail. Out of the suburbs, yeah. Out of the suburbs, you know. I mean, and and you look at these things and, you know, it's just like, I mean, and look, we're not talking about just five or six kids. We're not no, just talking about hundreds, 15 thousands. or 20. You know, just, I mean, think about the number of kids that roll through a, a courthouse on a, on a daily, weekly, monthly basis that basically had no chance in hell that if they ended up in front of one of these judges, you were going to jail. You, you, they were, fuck due process. Fuck your chance to fight. You were gone. Um, and it just, like, it breaks my heart uh, for these kids and their families. Uh, but it just tells you how, like, listen, this was only a few years ago. Yeah. Um, you know, it was only, uh, you know, I, oh, it says right here in the article that it was 300 people. But, I mean, like, think about it, 300 kids that roll through that didn't have a fucking chance, right? Like, if they, like, uh, maybe I mean, they that's an entire class of a mid-sized high school. Right. I mean, it's, in, uh, in I two mean, judges, shit, two judges. Shit, the in, high school in, I graduated in, 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 from, like, the total number of kids that graduated, like, in school at the time when I graduated was, like, 350. So that's literally, like, they took my whole high school and threw us in juvenile. Right, it's insane, and 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 here's here's the bigger picture, right? This happened. These guys got caught. They went to prison. They deserve to be in prison. They're being sued. They deserve to be sued. But how many other places is happening? These are local judges. Right. These are not. You know, this is not a Supreme Court thing where everything. You know, is, right. It's is not. It's them. not federal this court is, where there's right. this you is, know extensive checks and balances. I mean, like so. To your point, this could be happening and probably is happening. In dozens of other places. Yes. Right. Uh, and we've. And Steve, and, if it's only dozens. That's, right. I mean, it's. That's but it could be happening in, in hundreds of thousands. Right. Like, given the number of, of cities and around, and just, I mean, th- look, if you paid attention to any of this stuff, you know that we've got private prisons that have popped up over the last 20 years all across the country. And so, this little scam that they were running, they didn't come up with this. Right. Right, yeah, they're not criminal masterminds. They, they, they're not. These guys aren't aren't geniuses, especially as sloppy as this was for them to get caught. These dipshits didn't come up with <laughs> this. That's twice you used dipshits in the I show. I know. And you, weren't, and you weren't wrong. It, it, it keeps it keeps fitting. You know, the shoe keeps fitting. So, what that and, and the reason why I say it is that chances are there are other places who have very similar setups like this that are probably just better insulated. Right. That 
is allowing for this very thing, to funnel kids right out of school, off the street, into juvenile justice system with no chance in hell, because the more numbers that they have, the more money that they get, and the more money that gets kicked back to the people that are putting these kids in jail to begin with. And then, on the flip side, you have your conservative pundits that are sitting there and saying, oh, these kids are just criminals. Crime oh, is up 37% crime is up in New York. And, blah, 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 blah. and one of the things, you know, going back to when we talked to uh, Michael Wood, is that he would say, like, look, remember, who are the people who report crime? The police report crime. That's where you get your crime statistics, right? So if the police have a uh, motivation, or your police and your prosecutors and your judges all have a financial motivation to get young kids in jail, and knowing that throwing young black kids in jail is the easiest thing to do because chances are their parents don't have money to fight, right, and make a big stink about it, then... Yeah, you've got a system that's fucked up and broken. And if if it's happening in one place, that's one place too many. But I think we can all intelligently assume that it's happening in more than one place. And we know that it's happened in other places. So you've got a broken system. There's no ifs, ands, or buts Correct. about it. And the Correct. question is, how do we fix it? That That is the question. Um, I'm going to do a random shout out that I apologize for, but really I'm not. So I've talked about Bob Ruff and the Truth and Justice podcast. Huh. Another one of the guys he covered. Kenny the Blizzard Snow, a man from Columbus, Ohio, who was wrongfully incarcerated in Texas, is now home. And he was released without admitting guilt. So between Adnan Syed, Ed Eights, and now Kenny Snow, I want to do a shout out to the Truth and Justice podcast and Bob Ruff. Because three people who should not have been imprisoned are now out. Well, and I think that just goes to the power of, of advocacy, right? Um, like these people needed advocates for yes. them. Um, and, and sometimes like, again, we've got a broken system that's not perfect and it would be easier if it was just, you know, mistakes, right? Right. Like we're made right, and then right. you're correcting them. But a lot, it's like some of the stuff feels personal, intentional and vindictive. And then you've got this, you know, what we just talked about with the jail, with the kids being thrown in jail. Um, so again, it just shows that. You know, the system is broken, but sometimes the, the, the victims of the system, they need help. Yeah. And it shows the power of advocacy. It shows the power of what we do, podcasting. Yeah. Right? Um, you know, we're two guys in Cleveland that reach people in Missouri, that reach people in Russia. That's yeah, what we used to. I was, was going to bring up Russia. Uh, but by the way, Russia folks, we, we didn't right. do all that shit about right. killing the land. That, right. was, that was a uh, joke. <laughs> Can't you think but it's we, you know, I mean, we reach people literally no. all over the world. Yeah. And so that, again, goes to the, the, the power of what those people did for the people that they were to get free. Um, and I guess it's part of the reason why we keep doing what we're doing. Um, I, I yeah, yeah, you, I was going to say, we've yeah. gotten some feedback where it's like, thank you, we can listen to you. and, and, and Yeah, um, so we got a listener, uh, he's in uh, Missouri, Drew Zimmer, um, and um, one, he's doing better, cancer-free, finally. Fantastic. And, um, but, but he listens to the show, and he, he always has really positive feedback um, and, and constructive feedback, and, and that is reason why we do it, yeah. right? Um, and, and we can do it for the money. <laughs> no, we're definitely not doing it for the money or the or the fame and everything else, um, you know, and all the, the social media hype that we get. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, it's just like, like being able to impact people and sure. get your voice out there and talk is, 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 is why we do it. Um, and so we appreciate everybody who listens. Uh, please keep listening. We'll try not to suck. And uh, we'll see you next week. That's a, bit, a pretty good close. We're out. We're out.